Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is April 23rd, 2017. My name is Eric Peterson. Joining me today, Mr. Dan Curtis. Hello. You sound like Jess. Oh. Who is Jess? I miss Jess. I miss Jess. Jess Coburg. You know who else I miss? Uh, that big fat woman you slept with once? Mm, that's not a thing. <laughs> Here it is. It's definitely not a thing. Oh God, I miss Big Bertha. <laughs> Her name was Helga. Oh, who do you really miss, Eric? <laughs> big fat woman I slept with once. I thought so. <laughs> uh, I miss Tom. I miss Thomas. Where is he? I don't know. That's the thing. I mm. talked to him yesterday. He seemed he alive. Least, he could have at least got Jeeves to stand in for him. I mean, come on. Yeah, he seemed alive. I couldn't really tell if he seemed well, but he was at least responsive. And I sent him a message about an hour ago saying, Tom, podcast. And he said, nothing. Like he said so nothing? We were, like just replied we, the word nothing? Or just yes. nothing was replied? Nothing was replied. So we'll just have to soldier on once again without Yomas, who is a brilliant buffer between me and Eric's stupidity. <laughs> we need that buffer. We do need that buffer. Otherwise it's just too... It's too much. It's too, I'm sorry, everyone. Don't listen. Just turn it off. <laughs> Things are about to get real dumb. Yeah. When's the last time he was even on? Last year. <laughs> he, I think it was the February 27th Resident Evil show. You're joking. Hmm? You're joking. That's the edges. I know. Well, we have switched to... Every two weeks. I know, it feels like ages. I miss it. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> what What are you saying? You don't like doing the show anymore? That's, That's correct. it. It's over. It's just going to be you. Oh, God, you don't want that. No, nobody does. I don't think may I, I can... May I remind you that I saved this show? Without yeah, you, ev- every week, it would be uh, just a husk of a show twitching in the corner. That's exactly right. That is the perfect description for how this show would be. If I had not stepped in gallantly and saved the day like a heroic knight of stupidity. Nah. Don't shit on my thing. <laughs> I'm pissing. On your parade. You really are. And it does not smell nice. How did that saying even come about? Probably because there was a parade once. And somebody went and pissed on it. Like, how do you piss on the whole parade? You have to sift it up over a week and then put it in some kind of elaborate hose system, I would imagine. Well, then that's not really pissing on the parade. That's spraying pee on the parade. And that saying doesn't carry nearly as much weight as piss on the parade. If you were to start talking about saving the show, and I'm going to go spray some urine on your parade. It doesn't sound as good as I'm going to whip it out and pee on your parade. 
imagine it's probably something like because a parade is something nice and fun so how can you do something which is not nice and fun maybe it's just a really disgusting variation of rain on your parade because nobody likes going to parades in the rain and i can imagine nothing worse than a urine downpour Uh, apart from that time in Australia where um, they had a tornado filled with spiders, which just looked terrifying. <laughs> I still think I would prefer that over a urine downpour. I didn't um, tell the missus about that one before we went to Australia. Oh, you didn't. You didn't inform her that you're going to a continent where there are more things that want to kill you than there are that don't. <laughs> it really is. It's like everything in the world that want to kill you just moved there. I mean, even your house wants to kill you by just spontaneously starting on fire. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Sounds like you a good co- place. You just collapse. Did I? Yeah, it sounded like you collapsed. Like this? <laughs> that's me setting my coffee down. <laughs> a cup of coffee. Well, yeah, it's huge. Huge. It takes three arms to set it down. Where's the third? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a horrible image. <laughs> the fact that you paused and just thought about it for a minute is enough for me. <laughs> like, like you kind of lasso it round the cop. <laughs> well, there's the handle that it just kind of... And no, then... no, not of enough. <laughs> Should I stop? Yeah. No. See, talk this is where, vid- this, just talk about some video games. This is where Tom is needed. He is. See, so just shut it down. Uh, Tom. Not that, not that he's not fun. It's been too busy. Like, this past two months has just been so busy. That's the only thing he and I were talking about yesterday was work. How busy it is. Really? I don't know the feeling. Oh, God. It's just been nonstop. I'll stop working so much. Chill I out, can't. dude. I can't. You can't. I can't. No. What do you? What do you want me to do? Just think. I'm not gonna work. Yeah. I have a family. Remember how much how much fun we used to have when we both weren't really working much. Yeah, but I also didn't have kids. Wait, that's your own fault. Well, sorry. If you were still with Big Bertha, this might not have been a problem. (laughs) True. I do miss those days. I do as well. It was great fun. Yeah. Just hours of gaming, no job. Except you were eight hours ahead, and that always sucked. Yes. Because just as I was getting up, you're ready to stop playing games for the day. Because you'd already been playing eight hours of games. Correct. Uh, and then your mom coming times. up going, Daniel, Daniel! <laughs> Daniel Ford! <laughs> Is that Eric? Yeah. Hi, Eric. She always put on a stupid voice where she was talking to you. <laughs> like as if she was worried that you wouldn't be able to understand her. And it was really weird. Is she full Geordie though? No. We don't we're not classed as Geordies. We are Geordie ish. Ooh, but you're still it's still as Geordie in the title. Mm, not really. Geordie ish has the word Geordie in it. Yes, I've just Therefore, invented that. It's not a you thing. You are 
dumb. You are dumb. <laughs> You're running with something which doesn't exist. Shut up and trying to make it work. <laughs> I do no. miss those days where we could just sit and play Call of Duty yeah, for but... hours. But those were also associated with the Voldemort Tower days. And nobody yes, likes to nobody likes to think about that. Except for I Tom, so, who I apparently did. found his original Voldemort Towers application. Is that not pulling back the curtain too much? People know that you had to apply for Voldemort Towers. Ugh, it was... We'll stop there. <laughs> we will never reveal what it is. And the people on the know, people in the know, I don't think they're going to reveal it either. They're still scarred for life, I think. It's unfortunate. Dan, what have you been up to the past two weeks? Um, not a whole lot, really. Just I being TV Jordy? yesterday. I heard, and it's still small. It's 43 inches. That is not small. Barely half the size of mine. Yes, but you're like ridiculous. You sit so far away because American houses are so big. You sit about three rooms away from your TV, so you need this. Yeah. Whereas I sit about a foot away from my TV, so this is perfectly acceptable. It's still too small. No, it isn't. I used to have a 32-inch TV. I've invested in a 43-inch 4K HDR TV, which is nice. And I was watching YouTube on my phone while it was in the background earlier, and it said, would you like to stream this to your TV? And I was like, yes. Yes, I would. Isn't that fancy? (laughs) Please do. That was great. And I was like, that is so cool. Does it just have, like, Miracast or something built into it? Hmm. Now, you did say to me yesterday, why, if Daniel, if you bought a 4K TV, but you don't have anything 4K? Now, this is a valid point, but <laughs> I am future-proofing. Because <laughs> at some point, I will probably pick up a PS4 Pro. Or all of the next consoles. Yeah. Because you've got to you factor in that they're going to be like that. And I've wanted a new TV for a while. And I didn't see the point of just getting a standard one when 4K is probably going to become the norm. And, you know, it was an absolute bargain. So, man, it looks good. Has Crystal found out yet? Yes. Ooh, how'd that go? Mm, Could be worse. (laughs) Could be better. (laughs) What gave it away? The fact that I told her. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't try to hide it at all, did you? No, I just told her. Because it would be worse in the long run if you saw it and went, what is that? For those of you who are not in a relationship, this is a teachable moment here. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Yeah. Because if you <laughs> ask for permission, she has the opportunity to say no. And then if you do it anyway, you have defied her. Well, this Whereas is what, hap- this is what happened. <laughs> just don't... Oh, you asked her for permission and she said no? Yes. And you did it anyway? Yes. <laughs> guys, don't take relationship advice from Dan. I'm so bad. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you know, the, what I asked for is I wanted a new TV for the living room because we've got an old crap one. And so instead, I bought it for my games room. <laughs> I wonder how long now. it. I wonder. I seriously wonder how long you could have gotten away 
with her not knowing because how often does she go into the game room like never so probably quite what until we move house and she goes is that a bigger tv (laughs) like no (laughs) no it just grew it's just the light just the light playing tricks on your eyes don't be stupid i I watered it no but it's it's good i'm um it took me a while to figure out um because the the standard ps4 does have hdr and certain games have it and i couldn't figure out why it wasn't working i went on horizon i looked in the um the graphics sense and it said hdr not available you need an hdr compatible tv and i looked at the box and it said hdr pro and i was like i'm pretty sure that's hdr why is it not working it turns out you have to dig right into the settings and go to your hdmi output and then go to the general settings and switch on something called deep color which yeah. then turns on hdr and i had no idea of this yeah and hdr is a it's a different animal because not all hdr is the same i at first i was like what's different and then i kind of it looked just looked crisper and cleaner and i was playing with the different levels and stuff yeah most of those tvs you have to have professionally calibrated to take full advantage of it they come in and they put this little device on the front of the tv and mm. then it just processes through and gives them information through a computer and tells them exactly how this needs to be calibrated for the room and all of that. So I just want to, I just want to try a PS4 Pro with Horizon now because I can't even imagine how good it looks. Yeah, I haven't taken it over to my neighbor's house to try it yet. I think you need to try that. That's... Yeah, but it's got such a long install time. Does it? Oh yeah. I hear that with newer games where they take forever to install. Like Final Fantasy 15 took about like an hour. Did it? Yeah, can you not remember? No, because I think I just put it in and walked away for a little bit. Oh, I say I was all raring to go and then I got smacked with the install screen. I was like, Which is really? frustrating. Cause... It is, because you've, you've got all this hype and then you have to wait for the download of the update. and. Which is why I've gotten in the habit of when I buy a new game... I'll just go home and immediately throw it in, even if I don't have time to play I do that as well, it. yeah. I didn't used to when I had crap internet, but now I've got decent internet. Yeah. I actually do that. Because nine times out of ten, you need that um, launch update to actually play the damn game. Ugh. Day one patches are the worst. Mm. You know what else is the worst? What? How Nintendo has handled the NES Classic. Was that a segue? By golly, it was. <laughs> I thought I heard one. Mm. But you are indeed correct. It has been abysmal. Discontinued to be, in fact. Yeah, let's... I, um, I actually posted something on um, Eurogamer's comments when I said it, and I did like... Um, meanwhile, at Nintendo HQ, one guy goes, um, So... The Nintendo Classic sold well, didn't it? And one guy goes, yes, it's very high in demand. And then the other guy goes, discontinue it immediately. <laughs> and then and then just had in stars, consumers are outside throwing money at Nintendo's windows are ignored. <laughs> it's so frustrating because they, they, they said they will definitely ramp up production throughout the year and into the holiday season. I we feel didn't like even Nintendo make it to does summer. this all the time, though, don't they? They have a track record. 
of just not having stock when they release things. Well, I think they I do that on purpose. I think that they did the whole NES Classic to generate interest for the Switch. You think? There's very different things. Well, I know, but it got the, the it got people talking about the name Nintendo again. Mm. Because for the past couple of years, let's face it, Nintendo's been a little... Shite. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you saw the news, right, that they're apparently going to launch the SNES Mini this year. That still seems a little unconfirmed. Mm, Eurogamer, though, has in the past had a Nintendo source who's been very reliable. So, hmm. like I think they had they had all the details on the Switch's capabilities long before it was announced. They were the ones who revealed it had the like detachable controllers, things like that. So, I wouldn't say I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I I would certainly think it's something they should do. And I think this time around they should strongly consider having like an online connection where you can download more games. I don't and think I'd... they should have that because right. and I don't think they will because that would completely detract from their uh model with what I presume they're going to do on the Switch with the virtual console. They're never going to launch that. Apparently it's going to be revealed at some sort of upcoming event. E3. Maybe. Is that only a month away? Is it July? I thought it was in June. Hmm. Yeah, it's June 13th. Oh, excellent. Boy, we're only a few weeks away. A couple Will of weeks. we finally see more footage of Final Fantasy VII? Who knows? That's really odd. It's over a weekend this time? June 13th through the 15th, so it's, it's Friday through Monday. It's because they've opened it up to the public for the first time ever. Not for the first time ever. Is it not? No. When I was there, you could buy tickets, too, if the public could. They're not cheap. Mm. That's really odd, because it's usually Tuesday through Thursday. Maybe they think because the weekend they'll get more people in. But I don't think Nintendo's going to have a conference. They haven't been doing the big conferences lately. No, but they'll do the treehouse thing that they always do, and the um, Nintendo Direct, which they Mm. always do. But I think... This year, more than ever, needs to be the year that Nintendo knocks it out of the park. Because, I mean, Switch is decent, it's done alright, but games, it needs games. Well, let's be realistic though, there have been a, a number of games that have come out that have received critical acclaim. I mean, I think every week there's been at least one game that's gotten a 9 plus review. Yeah, but how many people want those games? I mean, I've only I only have three now. I have Breath of the Wild, Bomberman, and I'm gonna become an orange. I am Satsuma. Yeah, my Japanese copy finally came in. Yeah, have you tried it yet? I played about ten minutes of it. I don't really have much of a frame of reference. I was hoping Tom would be here so we could chat about it, but well, he's not. But back to the uh, SNES Classic, um, what would you like to see on there? Games. Really? I thought it was just going to be <laughs> manuals. I want I would nothing like to, but I would a like digital to see a controller, reader. which is longer than a meter. 
ideally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, hmm. Lane, no, Lance, was Landstalker's news? No, it was Genesis. No, Genesis. I think it, it obviously has to have some combination of the following. It has to have uh, Link to the Past, mm-hmm. Mario World, mm-hmm. Mario RPG, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. Earthbound. Yeah. If they leave Earthbound off, people will riot. It's one of those series that's just been left to die. It has such a following. True. Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. F-Zero. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Illusion of Gaia, to be honest. I never played it. Oh, damn, what about killing. Demon's Crest? Uh, how about Goof Troop? Yeah, just Goof Troop 30 times. <laughs> I bet you they would honestly put Goof Troop on there. Can't be that bad. Uh, uh, what else? I would Super, like to see... Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid, obviously. I would like to see Rock and Roll Racing on there, but that won't ever happen. Um, bu- 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 Pilot Wings. I think you'll see that on there. Mm. So many. Could be... This, act razor is, they have to put act razor on there yeah this is why i think they should perhaps consider opening it up because why can't it be connected to the virtual console either way nintendo gets the sale you know okay so why would anybody purchase the switch if they could just purchase the 60 dollar snes classic and get access to the same virtual console as the switch because the Switch is meant to be for more modern games, more than those games. They're kind of just a bonus buy. Whereas with this, if you want to play retro gaming and experience that SNES experience that you used to have, then why wouldn't okay. you buy it on there? I think the two different things. I mean, sure, it would be good to play an old SNES game when you're out and about on the Switch, but if you want to do that, that's your decision. You can do it. And why can't Nintendo connect the two together so you can play on both? Kind of like the PlayStation ecosystem. Yeah, why not? That makes sense. I like it. Well, it makes sense, but Nintendo won't do it. So, no. Um, God, what there's got to be Donkey Kong Country one and two. Did I say Turtles in Time? You did. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. What Evil about the Secret? Search for Eden? I would like that. I. That's such a underrated game it's one of the most interesting games we've played it was i really enjoyed that one just for the the sheer concept it was quite ahead of its time i mean it fell apart towards the end but you know it It did it started off strong if they added Mm. more rpg elements to it leveling up and more control over the evolution i think it i think something like that could do quite well now you know I mean, like an updated version of it? Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of a game that just came out that I actually bought it last night. It's called Everything on PS4. Have you seen that? No. no, no it's it's basically an interactive experience where you can be everything from a subatomic particle to a blade of grass to a cow to an entire continent or a solar system or a universe. And All you right. just control it. And everything is sentient. And it's just kind of this 
experience. But it's so strangely done, they haven't animated any of the animals for walking, so instead they just roll end over end when they move. It's just, it's hilarious. So I had a, a herd of cows following me through the hills last night, just rolling end over end. So what do you actually do? I don't know. You don't know? No. Sounds like it was worth the money, Eric. Hey, everyone that's uh, that I've read a review from says it's just phenomenal. Did you see this week um, Media Molecules released a new game called Little Nightmares, which I haven't even heard of? And it looks I pretty good. I did hear of it, yes. Looks like a creepy little big planet, basically. They did, yeah, they did Little Big Planet. I know they did. Huh. That does look uh, really neat. It does. It looks kind, it kind great of like a limbo too. inside vibe. Yeah, it got great reviews, too. Mm. So, um, when do you think they'll release the SNES Classic? For this Christmas. You think so? Mm-hmm. Do you think they will move on to further systems? Do you think we'll ever see an N64 Classic? Oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it? That would but be very I think cool. I don't. At the same time, there is demand for these things, but why don't they ramp up their efforts on virtual console and have this huge library of past Nintendo games just there for people to buy? Oh, they would right. make an absolute killing. They would, but they don't do it. Sony really, really did that well. That's the one thing that I can't fault them on. Their PS1 classics mm-hmm. selection is incredible. Any game from the PlayStation but, era you could ever have wanted is on there. But for PS4 with the PS2 classics, not so much. No, but those are a little bit harder because they have to up-res them. They add trophies. But why, and, why couldn't they just not bother with the trophies and then just port them across? Well, so I was wondering about that. Most All PS2 games, I believe, were native 4x3. And I downloaded Red Faction the other day, and it's it's full widescreen. So I don't. I guess I never had a widescreen TV back then. I don't know if those PS2 games were native to be able to uh, display in widescreen. It seems like a strange thing to do if you're not going to release much, because they did obviously like um, Rogue Galaxy, things like that, Dark Cloud, and then yeah, they chose then... some really odd games, like definitely not the top of the pile. I think it probably comes down to a development standpoint, though, because surely the developer has to go back in and add trophies and stuff like that. Okay, so I'm looking here at a list of PS2 games that were widescreen, and there were a large number of them, so I guess they didn't have to redo any of the resolutions on some of the ones mm, that came cause out. Because I'd, so. I'd be quite happy if they just... If it's trophy support and things like that, which is holding it up, I'd be quite happy for them to just strip that out and... You know, just yeah, but I really like playing the super uprezzed games. They are so good. Apart from because Vice for, City with the trails on, which was horrible. Yeah, before the PS4 came out, I had a uh, a gaming PC that I was modding PS2 games on, and if you mess with the settings enough, you can get them to look incredible. Yeah, like to Final the point Fantasy where twelve looks fantastic. Yeah, modded. I I did it specifically with rogue galaxy and did a side-by-side i think i even sent that tweet out years ago and loaded up rogue galaxy on the ps4 and it looks the same as what i was doing on the piece uh on the pc oh really that's so good. 
they're super high resing these games. Um, I really enjoy that, but I, I think I'm with you. I would rather them just say, hey, we're going to release these. I really wish that they would open up the PS1 catalog to just be playable on the PS4 as well. Yeah, that would be good. But to be honest, that's where I, that's what I get 90% of my Vita usage for is PS1 classics. I imagine that's a great thing for that. Um, oh, yeah. Final Fantasy XII's out soon, actually. PS4. Oh, no. Is it? 13th of July. Well, oh, no, that'll 11th, be good towards the summer slump. 11th of July, sorry. <laughs> Japan gets it two days later. I'm really excited for that. I just kind of played through most of it recently, though. I haven't touched it in five years. I've never beaten it. I think you'll really enjoy it if you get into it, man. I've only played about 15 or 20 hours of it. Mm. But I loved the story. I I mainly just want to get back into... But for me, it's it's your traditional Final Fantasy. It is Mm. knights and kings and politics and warring factions. It's none of this super futuristic style story that we've started to drift towards since 13. Mm, I kind of like those, though. But 13 was so bad. It was all right. Was it, was it all right? It was all 13.2 was pretty good. Except for the story was an absolute mess. Yeah, but they're a good villain. I don't even remember who the villain is. Caius Ballard. Oh, yes, Caius. Mm. Then Lightning Returns was all right. That had a great combat system. It did. That's the only I... thing that improved in that series. <laughs> yeah. I remember fight because uh, I played through all of 13, and then you got up to these ridiculously strong giant turtle things, which were so hard to kill. Oh, when you got to Grand Pulse? Mm-hmm. That's when I actually stopped playing, is when I got I know to the open world it. part. I know, it's ridiculous. It's just dumb. I just had, I lost all interest in that series. Yeah, you played 10, 13, 2. 10, 2. 13, 2. Oh yeah, I played 13, 2. I mean, I just, it died off. I was like, this is dumb. I'm done. I wonder if they'll do a 15, 2. But I have two sealed copies of Lightning Returns. Why? I don't know. You don't know why you have two copies of the same game. Such an idiot! (laughs) I just don't know. Things (laughs) things happened, money was spent, decisions were made. (laughs) A moron was born. Yeah, very much so. Hmm. Do you think we'll see a 15-2? I hope not. I think they're going to milk this franchise or that series through i suppose they're doing all the dlc aren't they unless they use it to expand further past or actually make the story make sense oh such a mess it was such a shame no they put that together a bit better it would have been strong 10 out of 10 that game you think hmm I enjoyed it a lot apart from that. I did. I really enjoyed this, the uh, open world explanation, exploration. Just needed a bit more stuff, I think. Just a tad more. 
Just a smidge more jeeves. Add more stuff into Final Fantasy XV. Mmm, quiet. <laughs> it's me, dead jeeves. <laughs> you rang, sir? Pardon my bony fingers. <laughs> They've partially decomposed. Jeeves, tell dead Jeeves to tell dead Jeeves to tell dead Jeeves. To tell cremated Jeeves to stop <laughs> bothering my allergies. Yes. Shall we move on to our <laughs> game of the week? some Jeeves in my nose. Shut up, Eric. Arthur, stop using Jeeves <laughs> as a cat box. Oh, I hit my microphone. I do apologize. <laughs> Ooh, rookie mistake. Uh, yes, let's move on. We are f- finishing, for the time have- being, our time with Alundra. Alundra. Oh, as I like to call it nowadays, Alundstorko. <laughs> <laughs> a Landstalker. This is basically Landstalker, right? I mean, come on. Oh, 100% it's Landstalker. 100%. But, but not. Even more annoying dungeons. Oh my god. So, <laughs> where we stopped last time was right around the coastal cave. Yeah. That's about as far as I'd really ever made it. I'd made it wow. to... Well, no, I take I take that back. I'd made it to uh, the reptile layer with Reptilicus Maximus. Good name. I like that name. It is. And for some reason or other, I'd always kind of tapered off and just stopped playing. And that's just short of halfway through the game. Mm-hmm. So everything we've played since then for me has been completely new. And unfortunately, it has changed my opinion on the game slightly. Oh, shit. What has it changed to? This game's annoying. Ugh, tell me about it, right? But I'm I'm also going to follow that up with I still love this game because I think the shining aspects of this game outweigh the annoyingness of the dungeons. I'm, I'm not in the loving camp. I'm in but, the. I want to play it. I still want to play it, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> like, so so much. The how dun- far did you dunge- make it before we before we? I have made it to the Nerud's lair. Okay, so we're pretty close. I made it through the following dream there's a total of 22 dungeons in this game what and nairud's layer is dungeon 16 Lair. and that's not including the optional dungeon of the fire manor the ice manor the fairy pond uh those are the only three dungeons so yeah technically 25 so i did those three optional dungeons i missed those you could have done the Fire Manor and the Ice Manor, and to be honest, they make the game a lot easier because you get the Fire Wand and the Ice Wand mm-hmm. that kill enemies much faster. Ah. And they allow you to traverse some new routes throughout the game, like those big 
thorny bushes, you can burn yeah, them I've down. Se- I've seen them, yeah. Yeah. But the ice wand that they that you get, you can do a charge attack and it shoots out this iceberg that sits on the ground and continually it freezes an enemy and then the iceberg sits there and causes continual damage. Ah, can you use it as a stepping stone as well? Mm, I don't know. I never thought of, I never tried that. Probably not cuz that would override a lot of the puzzles I imagine. Yeah. Um how on earth do you open up the fast travel gates? Okay, so fast travel, that's the biggest annoyance with this game is that there's no map to look at. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people in this game that you need to know where they are. You need to know where certain houses are, certain dungeons, um, where the sanctuary is. There's just things you need to know, and they all you have to commit them all to memory. However, when you're wandering around, you'll see these things that look like little stone arches. And those are fast travel gateways that you have to unlock later in the game. Uh, after, let's see, it's after Magiscar, which, let's talk about Magiscar for a minute. Oh, is that how you say it? I would say Magiska. Oh. Oh. I get, I, maybe. I think Magiska sounds more exotic. No, magic scar sounds like a. You've got a magic scar. <laughs> yeah, like a Harry Potter scar. Yeah. Um, apparently, magic scar is where everything is born. I love. I love this. So and much. then, where everything goes when it dies. So it's the whole from ashes to ashes, dust to dust, born from the salt of the earth and returned to the salt of the earth. Um, however, it's just north of town. <laughs> it's I I sent Eric a message saying I just imagined like some Yorkshireman or something going Majuska, alright lad, it's just up there past the shops. Yeah, you know it, most religions have have a concept of heaven and hell, and how you get there is how you live your life, and and you know the drill. However, this place you just walk to it like you just go to heaven you just walk there and take an afternoon visit it wouldn't even need to be an afternoon visit you just hop on up there spend five minutes and be home in time for tea 15 minutes from now it's it's that close to tower ridiculous and it's basically a cave yeah that anybody could walk into and apart from at the back alundra can bomb the cave and access more of heaven than anybody has ever seen before (laughs) people there are quite thick just makes no sense. But Magiscar to, has... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say this is possibly one of the most annoying dungeons in the entire game. It is, but the boss battle at the end is really cool. Yeah, apart from when you die and you have to do it all again. The corpse worm is awesome. I really enjoyed that boss. Explain what the corpse worm is. The corpse worm, the even. Corpse worm is like... It's a giant armored centipede. Mm-hmm that has probably seven or eight body sections to it, that when you attack them, it disables the shield. Once you've disabled all of the shields, you can then attack the head. And the boss never directly attacks you. Um, He kind of just bounces around in straight lines and will occasionally change direction, but it's always really easy to predict where he's going. But occasionally he'll fire off a fireball that bounces around and then disappears. Or he'll curl himself up and swing his tail around. 
but the map is quite large and easy to avoid. Just the, He's such a different enemy from all of the other bosses in the game that it's not your simple just attack this guy as much as you can and, and hope you beat him before he kills you. There's just a little bit of strategy involved with it. I don't know why. It just it sat with me as a cool boss. It was pretty cool, but I got really irritated because I died. <laughs> that is the one thing. And the other thing about this game that drives me absolutely wild is that the dungeons are so long and there's maybe a save point in them like near the start which is practically impossible to go back to when you're further in some <sighs> most of them put a save point pretty close to the end but by that time by the time you get to the save point you're out of herbs you don't have a strength tonic you don't have a strength elixir you don't have a magic elixir and hopefully you have a wonder essence it's if you so hard I've, so you typically have to so backtrack much progress out. in this game. Oh, yeah. I just lost progress again last night because um, I was bouncing around and just ran into something, wasn't paying attention to my health, died, lost an hour of time. Yeah. And it was just I out in the main we, world. We mentioned this last time, like, things could just kill you suddenly. And then, oh, that boss, the um, the soul leech again in um, yes. who's, who's night, Giles' Nightmare. Which is another dungeon. Um, basically, you revisit this boss called the Soul Leech, which is in Klein's Nightmare, I want to say. Something like that. Mm, yes. And yeah. basically what it does is this sucks in, like, it's it sucks in either Lundra or the other character. And you get a warning at the start of the thing which says, his mind is too damaged. If he gets, like, hurt further you will die as well. And they mean this literally, which I discovered much to my horror, because if the guy gets sucked in by the boss, you die instantly. Yeah. yeah. And it's so hard to stop it from happening. So not only do you have to play offense against the boss, you have to play defense against the character to get in the way because he'll, he'll, he'll throw out enemies and then he'll open up his mouth and suck everything in. You and Klein or... Giles included, you have to just stand between him and the sucking. Meanwhile, trying to throw a bomb oh, on the ground. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, trying to throw a bomb on the ground to hit the boss before you get sucked in and die. I actually it's, used arrows. Oh, arrows are the one. weakest weapon in the game. I know, but I couldn't be bothered with dying again. and It was the easiest way to make sure that I didn't. I would just, as soon as he wasn't inhaling i would push giles all the way to the end and then just throw a bunch of bombs down as soon as he threw the enemies out so that he'd suck all three bombs in is that the same as giles yeah but <laughs> the thing giles. that's super important is magic magic you you said you had two bits of magic at this point right i now have three where are you getting these from uh just outside the sanctuary you have to have the fire wand you can burn down a piece of bush and bounce up to a new... So if you come out of the sanctuary and go right one screen, you'll see a treasure chest that you can't get to. Mm -hmm. Once you have the fire wand, you can burn that that down and get another one. But there's... No, that one you actually don't need the fire wand for. Um, you just need the flail, break down a, break down a rock. For God's sake. It makes things so much easier because the earth scroll, you get an earth scroll, a fire scroll, a wind scroll, and a water scroll. 
and they cause different amounts of damage to different enemies. But this, the Soul Leech has like 180 HP and one casting of the Earth Scroll will take off half his health. That's pretty, would it be pretty damn handy? Yeah, so magic is huge in this game. Um, getting those those magic gems or magic crystals. But we said last time you can only use them like once or twice per dungeon, really. Well, when you get the... Once you get three... Or every time you get another gem, you can cast it again. But if you make sure you go into every dungeon with a magic elixir... I now have six uses of magic, so any enemy is just dead. Any boss is just dead. Oh, that's quite handy. Yeah. But back to the fast travel. So after Magiscar, um, you can go back to the desert, and there is a room that you can now solve, and you get something called the Sleuth Key. And you go down. There's another room in the... Uh, there's another room in the desert that you can open up and access uh, with that key. A room that has a bunch of tiles on the floor, and you meet this god. I found a locked room in the desert. Is yeah. that what you're on about? Yeah. Uh. You need the key to open that door, and then you go in, and there's like 15 tiles on the ground in a diamond formation. And this boss says, or this god says, he needs you to replicate these three or these five different symbols so what he'll do is he'll light up the symbols on the ground and it's almost like it's not necessarily a game of memory but it's a game of follow the leader where the mm. first two or three are really easy so he'll light it up and show you and then he'll light them up again and you have to step on them immediately as they happen and they get faster and faster and faster and faster so if you don't have it memorized to know where the next light is going to show up you're going to miss it and then you have to start over on it but as soon so, as as soon as you beat that he uh, fast travel activates so there's now a central hub that when you go to any of these arches they now have the, the ability to walk through them and once you walk through them it activates that as a fast travel hub and it takes you to the central world where you can save and then jump into other gates um, and move about the world i've that would be quite useful i've only found about three or four i've seen a few of them about it's really I'll dumb because look into that. it would make way more sense to make that available right away at the beginning. Because there are fast travel gates and areas of the game that I'm just I'm never going to go back to. I think you meant to go back to places though because you can find um, gilded Vulcans and life vessels and things like that. Yeah. I mean, There's also I, a sword in this game called the Legendary Sword that's yeah, put there. It's put there to make the game easier for people who suck. I'm so there's a, I haven't got it yet. There's a statue of a king just east of, or west of town where when you go and talk to him, he says, yes, you're worthy to have my sword or no, I don't think you're worthy because you're too skilled with a sword. So basically, if you haven't died a ton, he says, you don't need my sword. And it makes the game you have to super... Die? So there's really no consensus over that. Everything that I've read said 16, but people have also said, I just killed myself 16 times and couldn't get it. And other people say 25, and I thought for sure I've died at least 16 times. I would have thought I would have. So. I just don't know. I didn't, I didn't get it. Um, mm. 
but I did end up getting a really cool sword from one of the the uh, optional dungeons, the Fairy Pond. I got something called the Fiend Blade, and it does Fiend significant Blade. more damage. Most of the early level enemies, it just kills them in one hit. What is the point of the Power Glove? You can pick up rocks, like big I've rocks. Not, You'll see. I've not found a rock yet to pick up. You'll see boulders that have inscriptions on them that you can pick up. Ah. What it's so dumb that you can equip it because you don't need it equipped to pick those up. Really? Yeah. What well, that's stupid. Because there is like passive effect items in this, like the swimming boots. So I got something called the Aqua Cape. No like idea what it does. Cape, like the, like the sand cape. Yeah, no idea what it does. Put it on, go in the water, doesn't do anything. You know, if you go in the menu and you leave it hovering over an item for a while, it scrolls to a new screen where it tells you what it does, right? I did not. You just let <laughs> it sit there? Yeah. How long? Like two seconds. Huh. Like, I, I'm just putting part knowledge about this game to you because you didn't know about the, the sword attack last week. I, I didn't. Have you been using it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't know there was a charge attack. Mm. Um, I wanted to talk to you about my biggest gripe with this game at this point is not that the puzzles are, like, they're designed well. It's just the way it's implemented. Like, if you fail at doing something incredibly intricate, you then have to leave the room and come back in and start it all over again. It's like just, the room with the spinning chain balls that you have to destroy the chain or oh. destroy their 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 base to send them flying in a certain direction. But that was nothing compared to was it, it was either at Magiska or later on where you have to pick up torches and throw them at oh. like different things in the room. And there was one where there was a spike pit and you had to jump on specific platforms while avoiding drips from the ceiling which would put out your torches. And then if you did one if you fell off the thing because you had to do four of these things and if you fell off your torch would extinguish if you got hit by the water your source your torch would extinguish if you missed the other torches that you were throwing the torches at your torch would extinguish and you would have to leave the room and come back in and do it all again i did three of them multiple times and then failed on the fourth and oh my god it was driving me crazy i was getting so irate with it it's Oh, I I nearly quit there. I'm not going to lie. It was just it was doing my head in. The my main gripe about it is that they put too much into it. The dungeons are too long. Um, they find a, a a puzzle mechanism. You know, in Zelda, they'll like, for comparison. Here's a dungeon. Here's a cool puzzle mechanism. Do it once, maybe twice. Great, that was awesome. Alundra, they'll do it like 15 times. Yep. The dungeons are just too long. They are. You, like you start so to get, much. You start to get bored with it. Like, I've done this before. I've done this multiple times before. Um, they just seem to drag on for no reason at all. It's like, oh, we're just going to pad this out. Which is a I'm shame with- because the story in this game is fantastic. I think it's definitely the strongest point. It's it's incredibly dark. It and is. 
and quite mature for what the game is. After Nairud's Lair, it even after just Magiskar really cracks open and you start to see the evil that's taking over this town. But after Nairud's Lair, you start to discover that it's the people that are the root of the evil. And it's the people that are causing what's happening, not the gods. Really? Yeah, it's really dark. And just more important people start dying. And it just takes a it takes a really shitty turn. Mm. So if there's any reason to continue playing this, it's definitely for the story. I mean, there's a huge, huge event that comes up um, immediately after Nairud's Lair that it's pretty impactful. Oh, I don't know if I want you to tell me because I might play it now. I think you need to. Pl- I think you have to just keep playing it. Maybe something you just continually chug through. Yeah. It is kind of a slog. I won't sugarcoat it. And I think maybe that's why I used to quit playing this back in the days. This is just, just uh, it's a slog. You know? I think. I think it's at times it's quite impossible to progress without a guide. I've been stumped multiple times. Just some of the puzzles are a little too hard. Like there was one room where you had to throw some barrels up on a ledge and then go up a ladder and drop down onto the ledge and throw the barrels up to the higher ledge and I just couldn't figure it out. And um, The Ice Manor I absolutely had to use a guide for because it's super short. It's only two rooms, two puzzles. You'd figure, great, five minutes. Uh, spent an hour in there. Wow. Because you have to slide these pillars around to create oh, a walkable a that bridge. Puzzle. Well, this one's even worse because. No, but in general, in games, I hate sliding ice puzzles. Yeah, because you have to get them to line up. But this one is so intricate that you have to slide things into other things and then move those and then move something else, slide it back to where it was. It's just this huge. You ever play that game Traffic Jam? No. Where you have to move the cars in certain orders to get one car out. It's just a game of that is all it is, and it's just really annoying. It is annoying. And then if you do it wrong, you have to start all over again, right? Correct. I just flat out used a guide for it. I had to do that in um, one of the nightmares where you had to do it with the ice blocks. Hmm. Because it was just so frustrating. Um, There's a dream. Oh, go ahead. I just think the puzzles are the weakest part of this game because they're just... I feel like half the time you haven't done anything wrong. It's just kind of a limitation of the game where you kind of fall off something because you haven't jumped at specifically the right edge or something like that. And it's just... It carried over that that poor aspect of Landstalker for sure. Yeah, yeah, it just buggers up everything you've done, basically. And then you have to backtrack and go out of the room and come back in and do everything you've already done. And then you might screw up again at the end. It just drives me crazy. There's a dream later on where you actually um, start collaborating with Mia and doing puzzles together. Oh, no. So, no, it's actually really cool. It it works. But That's all right, then, I guess. Yeah. You're close to the end, to be honest. You know, if you've done... You just got through Magiskar... Or have you done the Sanctuary in Mia's Dream? I've done Sanctuary in Mia's Dream. I'm actually outside Narud's lair trying to figure out how to get oh, in. Oh, that's where you are. Okay. 
yeah. that sucked because you have to destroy those three heads. You know, yeah, there's three. There's I can't three figure out how to get to the third one. The third one, so you've gotten the one right at the base of the feet, and then the other one in the northeast corner. Mm-hmm. The other one, you have to go back up Torla Mountain. I can't even remember where that is. So it's like you're going to Magiscar. You just keep going up the mountain and then go to the right. This took me forever to find. You'll come to a giant open area with a with a wooden bridge and then another wooden bridge that's been collapsed. Mm-hmm. So you go under that collapsed bridge climb up to the left side of it, jump across, and then go north. And there's a path, a hidden path through the woods on the right uh-huh. that you just can't see. I had to use a guide to find that one, too. Oh, God. And once you open it, Nairud's lair is long. Yeah, I heard that's a bad dungeon. It's really long. It's probably two hours. Ugh. This is the and thing, because the- with... We've always said we don't have as much time as we used to for games, and with save points such few and f- so few and far between, like I have to plan in advance when I want to play this game, you know. Yeah, and this it, would it be drives... a great game to play through on an emulator with save I'm states. Absolutely gutted that I didn't play this on an emulator. Yeah, and specifically for that reason, and also because they would be so useful for the stupid puzzles where you can fail through no yeah. fault of your own, and yep. It's I mean, just... it'll be an accomplishment to finish it without that. Like, imagine yeah. imagine being able to see, say, I beat Landstalker without save states. That would, I'm 100% convinced that is impossible. I don't think it's possible either. Because Particularly the last dungeon. It was rock hard. Can you even save in that game? Like, mm-hmm. turn it off and come back to it? Or is it yeah, just... Yeah, I think you can. I thought I thought you just had X amount of lives, and if you lost all your lives, game over. Uh, I don't. I, I don't, don't recall. Think... I just straight up use save states. No, because it's an RPG. It's quite long. You can't do that. Yeah, that's true. It is. Um, it is unfortunate. It is. It is kind of held back by its predecessor because they tried to keep it in the same vein. Uh, I would have been happy had they cut out half the dungeons. Mm-hmm. I liked. I... I've, if it was less frustrating, I wouldn't have an issue with that. But uh, it's just it's a limitation of the game itself and the but, things they try to do, and they try to do too much. And I'm not saying it's a terrible game. Like I would probably quite like to go and finish it, but at the same time, I have this love hate relationship with it, and it's just something. I do too. It is every time I turn it on, it's just. I really enjoy it. I love the world. I love the story. The characters in it are great. The music's phenomenal. I enjoy the combat. But it's really held back by what ties all that together, and that's the dungeons. Yeah. They're cool, but... There's some neat ideas in there, but you will get incredibly annoyed jumping through different shit all the time. Yeah. There's a... The, the fairy pond, the optional dungeon, which I don't know how the hell you'd ever find this. Um, you have to go west of town, stand on a bridge, jump into the water, and then find a whirlpool. Go into that whirlpool. It'll transport you to a different pond with a larger whirlpool. And then you go in that and it drops you down into a dungeon. Yes. I feel like I haven't explored much. I think that's something I need to do because I think I've missed a lot of... <laughs> You really need to do the fire manner and the ice manner. Yeah. Just do them with a guide. They're really quick. 
and get those two items because that opens up the rest of the world for you to be able um, to burn down those bushes. The guides aren't the best for this, though, again. No, they're not. And the strategy guide is even worse. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have time for that. There's a website called Strategy Wiki, which has a decent guide, but it's only half complete. Yeah, I saw that one, too. Uh, I was like, where's the rest of it? (laughs) Because they have pretty pictures, which is useful. Unlike the official strategy guide. Which is just a wall of text. Yeah, it's just garbage. You should post some pictures on a Facebook community of that. Yeah, so people can see how terrible will. it is. I'm definitely going to finish this. It's just... I, there's no way. There is no way we were going to finish this for two shows. No, it's too long. And you yeah. can't... Like, with life happening, you can't plan in advance when you want to play this. Cause and I, I had to play it on my Vita simply because, you know, we were gone for Easter. I could play it in the car. I could play it somewhere mm. else. I, didn't, I couldn't bring my computer with to play it. So I was kind of... PS3 is in the living room, and I would play it mainly when Crystal went to bed, but that only leaves me a limited amount of time, and I couldn't be bothered moving it between the rooms every time I wanted to go on it. That's why you need to get a Vita. I know. I nearly bought one once, but I didn't. Because the guy took too long in the back? Correct. (sighs) It's literally about 15 minutes. I was like, what is he doing? Probably trying to just get you to leave because he didn't actually have a Vita. Possibly. Did you... I'm assuming no, but there is, there's a casino in this game, much like the brothel from Landstalker. Yeah, I, I know. Did that's you what get? The, that's what the Gilded Vulcans are for, right? Uh, no, they're not. Hmm? There's a there's a there's a shop that if you give him all of the Gilded Falcons, you get a special weapon. Is, but that, is cas- that all there for? Oh yeah, it's the best weapon in the game. But some of them are missable. Oh yeah. And you can't go back. Like the one in the hut that gets crushed by the the boulder. If you don't grab it before it gets crushed, it's gone and you have no shot at it. Wow. Um, but no, there's a casino. There's a, there's a bar south of town that you can't get into because you're a kid. But if you break into somebody's house, jump through their chimney, and open a treasure chest down there, you can get something called the secret pass. And you go to the casino or you go to the bar and they're like, oh... Sorry, I didn't see your pass. And they let you down into the basement where there are a few different games that you can play. Um, oh, yeah. There are... <laughs> I don't remember all of them. One of them is Roulette, which is just... a It's the worst because you can get a Gilded Falcon from it. But you have three colors to pick from. Red, green, or blue. And then you stand on that switch and then the Roulette table starts going and if it lands on that color great you have to you have to correctly guess like five times in a row and then you'll get some you'll get the gilded falcon but more often than not it lands on black which isn't even a color you can choose so everything that i've read about this people like it's the most frustrating thing in the game is the the roulette um there's another one where the slimes where you go in and you have to use your bow and arrow to shoot slimes and get points right um but you have to do like six rounds of it and by the very last round, you have to get 30 hits. And I'd never gotten more than 31, but the sixth round, they're coming by really quick, and then they start show, uh, throwing rocks in the way. So then you have to be moving back and forth, and then they start adding a second tier to it, so you have to be jumping and shooting your arrows at the same time. Ugh. It's really difficult. And what is the third one? I don't remember. I think one of them is using your sword 
attacking slimes. They just pop up in a in a random manner, and you just have to t- hit them once. They like them slimes. Yeah. Um, so it's just there's some extra stuff to it. It's nice that they've got that optional kind of exploration aspect to it. I guess. How much time have you put in so far? When you say, "What's your time?" At? I can't remember. I think I just crested twenty hours. Mine's about fifteen. That's about right. Nairu's layer will take you a good two, three hours. Mm. But, but after I, that, I, I, it's... I, I, yeah. But overall, very mixed feelings about this one. It is. I went into it, you know, this being one of my favorite games. It really hasn't held up well, and maybe I was looking back at it with a little bit too, uh, too much nostalgia. Hmm. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's really a good game. It just has a lot of shortcomings. Yeah, don't let us put you off. Give it a try. Give it the old college try. Yes. I am um, moving on a little bit. I wanted to talk to you a bit about ukulele. Yes, please do. I uh, I can't find it anywhere. Really? I'm I have the same yet to see it in the store. Five. Yeah, I see Persona 5 everywhere. Haven't seen a single copy of ukulele. Really? Yep. That's so irritating. (laughs) We should just buy it for each other and send them over. (laughs) It'd probably be cheaper. Not if you buy it over here. Is it worth it? Did it live up to everything that you thought it would? I have actually thoroughly enjoyed it. It is basically like playing Banjo 3. Hmm. Which... Honestly, it it's basically identical in every way, but newer, shinier, and characters, it's still quite funny. It's got that rare kind of humor to it, you know, because it's them guys who worked on it back in the day. And, I mean, some of it's got, it's hasn't aged brilliantly, some of the puzzles and stuff like that, but I, there's a lot of variety in there. And okay. I, I like the new moves you get. I like... Some of the a lot of the puzzles. I like the the fact that you can expand the worlds and then it opens up new areas. I think that's really cool, and it's just a fun game from a genre that's been forgotten. And overall, I've I've put in quite a bit of time into it now, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Huh. I mean, I can see where I can't see where people are coming from with the camera. To be quite honest, I have no problems whatsoever with the camera. I don't know what people are doing with it. So is it still the same type of game as Banjo-Kazooie where there's a hub world and then you have yeah, different yeah. worlds that you jump into? Yeah, they have the same thing called Grand Tomes, which are basically like big books, which um, are there. And then you can activate them using the pages that you've collected, which are basically jiggies from Banjo-Kazooie. And then you can jump in. And then if you come out of it again, you can stand on the same pedestal where you did it. And if you trade in more pages, it expands the Grand Tome, making the levels bigger with more challenges and more things to do. So does it does it behoove you to just rush through the early levels because you know you're going to have to come back later to get more pages with a different skill? Well, that's what I've done. I've basically got the bare minimum of pages to progress, unlocked all the moves, and then started doing a 100% collectible playthrough kind of thing, you know? Because that was always really frustrating about Banjo-Kazooie, was you'd spend all this time in this world searching for everything just to find out, oh, I can't get it, and I have to come back. Yeah, but it gives you reason to go back at the same time. Hmm. I mean, I... 
honestly, I I think you would quite like it. I mean, you like banjo, so it's just the same, really. In- interesting. And it's only the forty o- bucks. The only thing I don't like is uh, they have like a quiz section, like they have at the end of Banjo Kazooie, but it pops up a bit too often, and hmm. it's it's not that fun. No. The levels, level design's pretty good. Like, really big interconnected levels with loads of different things to find and secrets and all that stuff. Maybe uh, maybe on a sale I'll pick it up. Yeah, it was it was cheap. It was only £27 over here. So I was like, you know what, I'll bite. We're just... Like like we were talking about before, it's just there's too much coming up right now. Mm. And with what you have... Uh, proposed for an upcoming series of shows, I think we're going to be tied down pretty heavily. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. That was another segue. It was. He slipped through. No! No! Did it! <laughs> oh, victory is yours! <laughs> I think that's the first one you've let slip. I think it uh, is. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. Looking forward, next show we're going to have our friend Mike Tyson on to talk about Earthworm Jim 1 and 2. Not the boxer, by the way. <laughs> How do you know? It could be. Hmm. Maybe let's he's give, our fan. Let's give up a boxing career to live in England. And play video games. Yeah. Um, but after that, Dan, I'll let you tell everybody what you oh, have proposed. Oh, oh. Brace yourself, everyone. We're starting Get ready for a play- ghost attack! We're starting our playthrough Final Fantasy VII. Oh. I've been waiting for this. It's the only reason I came on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did a we did a playthrough of eight, so I feel like it's time. I've it's been long enough. I need to play it again. How are we going to handle this? Is this just going to be what we're going to do for four straight shows, or are we going to do this as like a special where we record them when we can? I think we'll do it for the main show and then see how we get on and maybe branch off into something else occasionally in case maybe we'll do disc one and then do something else and then go on to disc two. Yeah, record record the show when we're ready because yeah. there's no way we're going to be able to get through this in what amounts to two months. I mean, I I probably get addicted to the snowboarding minigame for about three hours, so... I mean, let's you know. face it, the first, just getting out of Midgar takes seven hours. I know. It's crazy. But, mm. again, playthrough on the Vita. I wish I had it for that. It's great. It's just super good. Because then I can be, I can play it in the car, play it downstairs on the couch when we're watching a movie. Mm. I shall play it on the PS3 using my original copy. I would, but that ties me down too much. God damn it. Um, so, yeah, good. coming up, right. Earthworm Jim, and then Final Fantasy VII, baby. baby. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. It's been a while since I last played it, and with the remake allegedly coming out, it's a good time. They're going to announce the remake just as we finish. Be like, oh, by the way, it'll be out next week. I'll be like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Shit. It'll be different enough. Yeah. Uh, another bit of business to take care of. We have made 
a loose decision on our Patreon and what we're going to do. Very loose. Very loose. We're going to update all of the awards or rewards. We just have too many. And uh, I know we've been a little thin on our giveaways, which we need to start cranking up on those again. Um, but the main draw is our Factory Sealed Unwrapped, which is, if you don't know, um, a completely unedited version of the show, including the however many minutes leading up to when we actually start recording the show. So all of the the banter and ridiculous conversation that we have prior to uh, putting it in D and <laughs> popping the clutch is on there. Uh, typically, that was reserved for people that donated $10 or more. I think we're just going to make it for if you donate anything, you have access to it. Including buttons and bits of cheese. Uh, no, 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 because no, we oh. can't pay the hosting bill with buttons and cheese. Are you sure? I guess I didn't read the fine print, but maybe. Mm. So let's try. So there are, by doing that, it'll unlock all of the previous Factory Sealed Unwraps, which are just available on Patreon. Uh, you can download them yourself. You know, it's not like there's an RSS feed or anything, but we started that on like episode 84. So there's a lot of factory sealed unwrapped. Yeah, wow. And they're all uh, on there. But of course, thank you to everybody who continues to donate because oh yeah, we, we do. We just we, we do put it back into the show and we try. We use it for our hosting and things like that. And it really, you got the guys. We do this for you. So please help us. <laughs> we need dollars. We need to eat. You know. <laughs> uh. And even if nobody donated, we'd still do it. It just it helps alleviate some of the the burden. Um, oh, wait. We we started this back on episode... I'm just digging through when this started. Uh, boy. S- episode 77 mm. is when we started Factory Sealed Unwrapped. So we, there's, do, we will do a giveaway. Maybe we can find something Final Fantasy 70 to give away. Dan, you died. You, you died. I didn't. Oh. Maybe we can do something <laughs> what? Final Fantasy 7 We could probably give away a copy of Final Fantasy 7. Mm. They're not that expensive anymore. Oh, or some kind of cool memorabilia. Like a Tifa pillow. This week's winner is Dan Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Rig. <laughs> a, uh, worthy, a worthy winner i think we'd all agree yeah you can get a you can get a copy of this on ebay for 25 bucks cool ish we'll see what we can do my peoples yeah yes quite so that is what's coming up in the future uh we don't have any emails so you guys need to fix that what's going on my people we need emails. We used to get so many. We did. There's nobody like us. Anymore. Well, a lot of people post their questions on our Facebook page, and we just kind of chat about it there. If you want to yeah. find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Factory Sealed 
podcast. That's the one. That is the one. That's where all the stuff goes down. You should join it. Mm, perhaps even the two. There's a game. Here, okay, so one other thing. There's a game that Andrew Thorson was talking about called Wonder Boy. Did you ever play that? No, but it looks pretty good. It looks fantastic because you can play it in the original 8-bit or in the new painted over version. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah, it looks really good. So I was looking at picking that up as well. Mm, uh, I might too at some point. But next on my docket, occasionally slowly, is I am Satsuna. I am Satsuma. Yes. Um, I can confirm that that cartridge does not taste nearly as bad as Breath of the Wild. I wonder why. So maybe they're not as concerned about Japanese children eating the cartridges? Probably. Hmm. Because that's the first thing I did when I opened it was I licked the cartridge. <laughs> For science, obviously. Cosmoron. Well, I mean, partially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Definitely. So. Uh, Dan, any final thoughts? Uh, you're still an idiot. It's fair point. Mm. But other than that, not a sausage. Not a sausage. All right. Well, with that, then, we're going to wrap it up. We will see you back here in two weeks with Mike Tyson and some Earthworm Jim 1 and 2, maybe in the in-between an episode of Gosh Darn Video Game Podcast. Yeah, we need to do one. We do. But we never adhered to any sort of strict schedule with that. So those come when they come. They do. Yep. Okay. Okay. That will wrap it up for this week. I've been Eric Peterson. You've been Daniel Curtis. (laughs) You fucking muppet. (laughs) 